You're tuned in to Muscle Car Radio. Welcome to Muscle Car Radio. I'm Harry Christian, your host, and this is the first episode for 2019. I have with me today a couple of very, oh, three actually, very special gentlemen. I've got Jason Brownlee, otherwise known as F1, all things supercar, all things F1. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm very well, mate. How are you? Yeah, sensational. It's been a long time, mate, and uh, you're going well? I am, indeed. Now, I understand you've sold your soul in recent times, and you've gone away from the Commodore V8, and you've gone into a V8 Audi. Yes, I have. Look, it does pang me to say that, but... But they've stopped making cars in Australia now, so we've moved on. We'll talk to that later because I've actually started a revolt. You know what I did this week, Jase? Mm-hmm. I actually bought a V6 Commodore wagon in revolt, and that is what I'm driving. I've given away the Merc. What, the ZB? No, mate. The old, the last one they made, what was that? The Z, uh, oh, the ZF, v, um, ZF, I think it's called. No, no, no. no. The, the Evoke. VF. The VF. The VF, yeah. Series 2. And so, mate, I'm going to talk to you about later because I'm a bit, bit, bit pissed off with you. because Why? you but Well, because you've been like Holden... Ford or Chrysler. That's what no. you grew up as. Hang on a second. You're a young boy. You're from Country Young, yep. and you grew up a Holden boy. I grew up I a, a I grew up a Valiant boy in Canterbury in uh, New South Wales, and I've gone the other way. You've gone and got yourself a V8 Audi. What's going on, mate? And I bet you're living in Balmain too. <laughs> Close, Roselle. Um, <laughs> but uh, look, Dana, the, the the reason I did make those changes uh, from Holden to Ford is actually oh, to do with, yeah. uh, supercar racing. So I made the switch with Craig Lowndes right. when he, uh, made the move. Cause I really like Craig Lowndes, yeah. good old Lowndes. who's now also now he's no longer racing anymore or not full time. And, um, then I've, yeah, I've been, for that moment on, I supported Fords, and then I ended up buying an Audi. Mate, you're starting to bore me. Audi, when I hear Audi European, we're talking muscle cars. Anyway, your uh, F what? F3? F, well, F16 now. F16. So. Okay, he's lost a bit of weight, so he's gone down the fat scale. We've got F2. This is my brother, Con. How are you, Connie? Good to see you, mate. G'day, guys. How are you going? Yeah, so Good. Connie's joining us. And John, uh, Connie, in recent times, has acquired a new toy. Tell us about the new Harley, mate. I know it's yeah. not quite a uh, muscle car, but you've got yourself a new Harley-Davidson motorcycle. Tell us about your ride. It is. It is. It's a uh, 2017, what we call a soft tail slim. Uh, which goes right. against what I am, yeah. <laughs> yeah I say, people saying, yeah, should, should, I, sh- I should have bought a fat boy or something. But, yeah, I bought a, a soft tail slim. But I've uh, I've kept true to my Australian heritage, Harry, and I have uh, I drive every day a G6E Turbo. Good man. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> not, like, not, not like that other Balmain yeah. boy. Has. So I haven't, haven't jumped ship, and I still live in Canterbury, so, yeah. And he's a cab driver after all. And us. a cab driver. <laughs> <laughs> Not, he hasn't even gone Uber. Fair play to your champion. And we also got young Nathan Georgia. So I want to introduce Nathan. I've uh, come to know Nathan. He's a good bloke, but he's of the generation um, that followed, I guess, ours. So Nathan is almost young enough to be my son. He's about my son's vintage. And Nathan is all things turbo. So he has this little, what is it, Nathan? Is it like an 86 uh, Toyota race car and you muck around with the turbos and whatever? So he doesn't qualify to be an F. He's not quite the uh, the fat boy. But Nathan is, um, uh, he is probably uh, very much um, uh, one of the new generation, if you like. So tell us about all your um, your, your racing and your Toyotas and the 86s, mate. Yep, yep. So uh, previous previous vehicle was a Toyota 86. I'm not going to do myself any favors at the moment because I'm currently riding around in uh, a Mercedes S or K. However, oh. however, oh. guys, Oxford, you know Oxford what? Street. <laughs> Hello. 
It's okay. <laughs> they make them in pink, son. <laughs> you can't say that. You can't. Why? Why, man? I was born in 1966. I can uh, say whatever I like. Oh, no, I'm no, old no, school. Oh, no, 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 no. What do you mean? Naturally you aspirated. That's, yeah, naturally yeah, aspirated. Yeah. Go on, mate. Go. I, I will add to that, though. I did watch the video of that GTHO around the track in Orem Park. Mm. And, mate, I would think the SLK would have a GTO. Uh, you know what? It'd have a GTHO in this day, to be honest with that. Probably a Toyota Corolla off the lights, mate. We're talking about 50-year technology. But it's not all about speed off the lights. It's nostalgia. It's what it meant to you back in the day, etc. Cetera, et cetera. We've gone through all that. But anyhow, look, we've got a great show lined up. So we've got Nathan Georges. He's uh, going to be joining us from time to time. We've got Jason Brownlee. He's going to be uh, a regular co-host. And we've got Con Christian, my beloved brother. He's here. He's F2. Jace is F3. I'm F1. And we today are going to be talking to the boys from the Phase 3 Odyssey. So Phase 3 Odyssey is all about boys, a bunch of mates, and a good mate of mine, Leo Curry. Uh, Davey Frake. So Dave runs GT uh, Ford Performance or Ford GT Performance or whatever, however, uh, we'll, we'll, he'll, he can tell us all about it. And then we've got Mark uh, Lamb, who is a um, an enthusiast and a uh, collector. And we've got a guy called Mark Collegia. He runs Cleargate Pictures. These boys uh, have gone and embarked on a mission, uh, a lifelong tick the box, if you like. What's that word? Uh, what's the Bucket word? list. Bucket list. That's yep. it, bro. Yeah, you got it. So the bucket list is all about start out of Melbourne all the way north to the Northern Territory, across to WA, down to South Australia, and they're going to land in uh, Adelaide, where over the uh, Easter weekend, we're going to have the eight, uh, what is it, the eight, I think it's the 18th, something like that. Anyway, Nationals, the GT Nationals, which actually uh, will be celebrating the 50th anniversary of the GDHO. Ford Falcon. So the GDHO Falcon, boys, you know, is the most revered of Australian muscle cars. So this year, we celebrate the 50th anniversary because the first GDHO Phase 1, and you had one of these, Connie, right? I sure did. Aggression Gold, number 12 12 ever made. Gorgeous car. I remember that very well. The old little Windsor, right? Sure was. Top loader, 9-inch. Top loader, 9-inch, yep. 351 Windsor. Wow, gorgeous mm. car. So 69 was when the first GDHO was uh, released. They got onto the racetrack. Of course, they went on to 71, which culminated in the Phase 3, and off they went. Anyway, so this year celebrates the 50th anniversary of the GDHO. We're going to be talking to a guy called Hugh Westfallon. So Hugh, uh, he is all things GDHO or Ford GT Nationals. He's organising um, the GD Nationals in Adelaide over the uh, Easter weekend. We're going to be dialing in and speaking to Hugh, really lovely bloke. There's not much about GTs that he doesn't know. There's not much that the likes of Dave Frakey doesn't know. Luke, uh, yeah, Leo Curry, as I say, he's a collector. He's been doing it for many, many years. Mark Lamb, he's a stalwart. All these guys are Victorians. Uh, we've got Hugh out of um, uh, out of um, South Australia. Uh, and off we go. So we're going to have a great old uh, chat and uh, off we go. Harry, what what are they driving around Australia? Do you want to tell the people exactly what they're driving around Australia just to put it into perspective? And, you know, they're, they're doing 15,000 kilometres or more, you know, from Northern Territory to Western Australia across the Nullarbor and so forth. But tell the people what they're doing it in and, and, and what yeah. these cars are worth as well. Yeah, good call. Look, for these guys, to be honest, Con, it's not about the value. And these cars, are, these cars, on average, are probably worth between six and eight hundred grand each. Uh, these guys are driving these things through bush, uh, water. Uh, they're, they're treating them like bush bashers, absolute land cruisers, is what they call them. But it's not about them for them. That, that for them, they're, they're about the experience. And as they will tell us, it's all about the people they meet along the way the car collections they see away, the characters they see away, the scenery they see along the way, 
Um, and um, it's no longer about the value of the cars. You can collect these things and put them in cotton wool and mothballs and whatever and look at them as trophies. But Leo, uh, Dave, uh, and certainly Mark have been around for long enough to know that it's about the life experience. So that's what they're doing. So, yeah, they're worth six, seven, eight hundred grand each. They're GDHO phase threes. They made 300 of them. There's probably about 110 left in the world. Their attitude is, who gives a shit? I'm going to die one day. Let's get out and let's wrap the shit out of these things. So if you actually see the documentary that's going to come out of their experience, their odyssey, if you like, uh, it'll blow your mind because they really treat these things like, not with contempt, but the way they were built to be treated back in 1971. So they're having a great old time. Like a true grand tourer. Grand touring <laughs> around Australia. 15,000 Ks, boys. They're having a great old time. What about parts? What if something falls off the car or what are they going to do out there? I'm sure those parts aren't readily yeah. available. Well, uh, let me tell you about uh, – I mean, they've got a, a couple of support vehicles. But Dave, Dave Freaky, Dave Freck, uh, he runs a very successful and has been probably the oldest, if you like, spare parts and restoration business in the GT world out of Victoria called GT Performance. Uh, so, mate, no shortage of parts. There are the likes of, you know, um, there's, a, there's a fellow uh, called Bob Maddock. So Bob runs uh, Ford Muscle Parts up here in Sydney. Then we've got uh, the guys that do, um, uh, you know, so there's Ford Muscle Parts, there's GT Performance. Who are the guys in Victoria? There's the other mob there that, um, uh, Connie, just remind me, mate. Oh, it's, yeah, uh, it's you know what I'm talking about. Eluding me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. look. There's a huge aftermarket. Um, uh, there's a huge aftermarket, if you like, parts bin for these things, but also new old stock parts. So they're not short of parts. Mm. So you know, for them, it's not about that. It's look. At the end of the day, these things were Ford cabs back in 1971 that were shoehorned with very high end performance F100 running gear. So they had like a top loader gearbox, a nine inch diff, and a four V, you know, 351 engine with a four barrel carby that had. A high-profile cam and all the rest of it, mm. and off they went. So well, they're, they're rudimentary, Jason. It's not rocket science. If a Commodore can survive going around it, or VB Commodore <laughs> can survive going around Australia, I'm sure a GDHO will. Absolutely. And, and you know what? When we talk to these guys, you'll see because uh, they they've just put these things to the test. And I want to wind Frakey up too because uh, he's had a few um, a few let's say uh, maintenance issues along the way. But oh. They've had some fun. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that's us. So we're um, we're Muscle Car Radio. We're coming to you. First episode. We're having a great old time. And when we come back, we're going to talk F1. We're going to talk V8s. And then we're going to dial in and talk to the Phase 3 boys. And we're going to talk to Hugh from the GT Nationals. All right. So, Jace, mate, we talked about um, the Phase 3s and we talked about the Odyssey and everything else that was happening. F1, what is happening this year, mate? I'm at a bit of a loss. Well, F1, to be honest, has been at a loss in my view, for the last few years, mm-hmm. um, purely because of the dominance of Lewis Hamilton and, and well, specifically the Mercedes-AMG team. Um, and I know that uh, not only myself but a lot of other people have switched off from F1. You know, I, I even sort of – I was uh, – even when Schumacher was dominating back in the early 2000s, I'd at least watch the first 10 laps before I went to bed, yeah. uh, whereas now I don't even – I, I don't even really watch it that much anymore, to be honest. But in terms of Ricardo specifically, um, I did see him on a. Uh, actually, they've got a great series on, on Netflix. Uh, on Netflix, I saw that. Yeah, uh, and he, you know, he portrays himself as this always as this happy-go-lucky Aussie kid that's done well. 
And we all know you have to be one of the most ultra-competitive people going even to get into F1, let alone do well at F1. Mm. Um, now, why he chose to leave Red Bull and go to Renault, I think we were commenting on it earlier, um, there was obviously a, a, a financial incentive for him to, to do that. Oh, how much was it, Connie? I, I think it was around 40, 48 million euro a year. Not bad, but still, so it's so not, not about not the money bad. after a while, right? So it's a yeah. lot of money, but it comes a time when it's not about the money, right, Jess? Correct. And you, you, you don't, if you're going to get to that level, all those guys, they don't go in there just to race the car. They go in there to be the world champion. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's the same pretty much in any of that elite level. So I'm sure even in in the on the V8 sides locally, uh, you don't just go in racing V8 supercars just to make up the numbers. You want to win the championship, or you want to win Bathurst. Right. Uh, and it's the same, and certainly in F1, you're not you don't want to make up the numbers. You want to win the world championship. Yeah. Oh, I mean, what I couldn't understand is he had a really average year with the Red Bull and Renault. I mean, the most unreliable of the engine slash mm. manufacturers. And then he went across to Renault themselves, who run the. I mean, so so just to set up the scene, uh, the Red Bull team were using the Renault engines, right? And they yep. had all sorts of issues. Renault decided last year that we're going to get rid of these things and we're going to bring in the Honda engine. So mm-hmm. for mine, Honda has been reliable, been building, uh, and he's gone across to the Renault team with a view to bring them to a constructor slash. But- Championship for himself. So, uh, to be fair, in his defence, if mm-hmm. you look at the history of the Honda engine uh, mm-hmm. as well, when it was in, in McLaren, right, they had an horrendous run with that. They almost blew up every race, right. So I could, I, I can see his thought process as well as being the guaranteed yeah. team number one lead mm. at Renault. Uh, whereas in Red Bull, that was always up for. Yeah. Discussion, right? Yeah, yeah exa- exactly right. So, so it, I think politics has a lot to play with his decision as well. As mm. Max, you know, Verstappen was their number one driver, and there, there was always a tussle between the two of them. So, I think not only was oh, it a financial, they, didn't they get into it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I actually watched that that documentary on on Netflix as well, and it's if if any of the listeners haven't haven't watched it, it's absolutely amazing. It's the the footage and the the camera work and just the insides of you know of all the teams and how they operate and what makes them tick as well you know like yep. a, lo- a lot of them uh, you know will pick drivers regardless of of how good they are based on what they can bring to the team with mm. regards to financial or or, or mm. sponsorship or you know and they'll pick a, a driver who's not as good as another driver but he has more sponsorship for example right. yeah absolutely so it's 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 funny how they operate it's it's, it's a cutthroat cutthroat yeah. industry anyway look I, I think I wish him all the best I hope he does very well he's uh, I mean he's a homegrown Aussie and we love him mm-hmm. um, he's gone across to the Renault team they're going to struggle Red Bull you know what they've got off to a flying start but it's very early in the season Correct. it's a long season just like the footy season and my mighty roosters you know what i mean we've had a we've had a loss <laughs> but you know we're going to come back it's <laughs> hey what are you what are you laughing at manly supporter <laughs> oh sorry Jace, you're I'm Canberra a Canberra Raiders supporter. Oh, They're going sorry, well. The number mate. five. He's so been mate. along. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, the point being that uh, I hope he does well because, uh, and I want to see that you know maybe maybe he's made the right decision. But anyway, for whatever reason, uh, it is what it is. And uh, yeah, I think long term. Um, and and York, he, he did sign a long term contract, and um, that's that's the plan. And he's building. I know, obviously, he wants to come out of the blocks. Um, 
but to be successful. I think more as an ego thing against the decision that he made to leave uh, Red Bull, mm. which I I get as well. Um, it's a lot of money. You can't ignore yeah. what he went across for, no, right? Not at all. I mean, he you know he's he's at a he's at a stage yeah. of his life where he, he's going to maximise his he, uh, his return, right? Yeah, that's right. And he's a he's a marketable product uh, from a Renault perspective as well in terms of um, advertisements on a global scale. Yeah. So um, look, I, I think give it time, and mm. I, I, we'll see. We'll, let's we'll come back to this conversation yeah. towards the middle of the year and see where where we're at. So, mate, that said, what about the V8s? How good? Are the Mustangs oh, going? Have... Are they real Mustangs? Though? I, mean, I, mean... I, I have been I mean, extremely V8s, but how are you excited. Going? How are you all Look, with it? No, no. To be fair, to be fair, I watched. Uh, I went to Newcastle um, uh, at the end of the last race for the last season, and uh, that was fantastic to watch the, the the last racing Falcon made in Australia win the championship against the Opals. So um, that that, 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 was, that, was a, that was a great thing. Um, what, a, what a great track too, Jason. It is. What a great track. It is. And I actually, well, I think I sent you guys a text saying we should come up yep. here uh, to go up there yep. this year. And um, the Mustang, look, in terms of the, with the development that's gone on behind that with Team Penske, you know, we now have a legitimate competitor against um, Triple Eight, mm-hmm. which I think is actually, you know, it's, great for the sport um i've already seen and read and heard that you know roland's not overly happy with the dominance of the mustang already and wants to start making changes and and in fact one of them's already gone through it has i saw that last week yeah that was uh, yeah Yeah, they're changing uh where the the ballast goes in the car in terms of altering the center of gravity gravity, correct correct and um this has a the, you know, the, the Ford guys are saying this is not going to have that much of an impact on their vehicle. So we'll see what happens this weekend down mm. in, in um, Tasmania at Launceston. And uh, I'm, I'm, that's a very much a, a short squirt and go track. So we'll see how they how they go yeah. down there. But I think it's been good for the sport so far. We obviously don't, even though I'm, I am a, a Ford supporter, I don't want to see them run away with it. I'd, I'd rather you want it to be you want it to be a close competitive correct, sort of a, correct. sort of an affair. Otherwise, what, it just becomes too boring. Yeah. Right? What are, What are your feelings, guys, about the Mustang racing as opposed to, you know, I, I think it's it's stirred things up a bit, hasn't it? Mm. It's become very emotional. I don't know. No, Americanized. I think more than anything, you've still got the Commodore. We all know that it's you know not built in Australia. That's right. <laughs> it's a German, German, Austrian. What it's is a, the German yeah, thing? Of yeah. Well, so just on that, just before you go there. And we'll come back to the supercar stats. I just want to bring to your attention some stats regarding car sales, guys. Blown away. I was mm. looking at this only today. Car sales in the last quarter, because we've just finished a quarter, right? So 25% down across the board. Are you guys aware of that? Wow. New car, car sales. sales. No, new car sales. 25%. What, any, any new car? All new cars. The ZB Commodore, you know how many they sold? 423 units. Yeah, and half of in them fact, would have gone to Avis. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> in fact the, number one, the number one manufacturer across the board was Toyota, and the Hilux itself mm. outsold the entire Holden range. I mean, what, what? has happened? Really? Yeah. No, I haven't wow. seen those stats. That is a true story. So I've seen that of Modern Motor have uh, published that today. So Toyota um, with the number one uh, seller, some 17,000 cars. Hilux, 4,500 cars. Outsold the entire Holden range, which really is all about Opel and whatever you want to call them, mm. the German, the Austrian. Well, I mean, and, and pretty sure the Hilux still doesn't have the dynamic cruise control. Can you believe it? So they're selling last year's technology and still getting people lining up wow. for it. Oh, what a feeling. Yeah, wow. <laughs> but you wow. know what? It just blew my mind, these things. So the other one that's coming uh, – 
really, really close to the Toyota is the Ford. What do they call the Ford? Ford the Ranger. Drive? Ranger. The Ranger. Ranger. So the yeah. Ranger is almost about to sell the entire outsell just the one vehicle, the one model, about to outsell the entire Holden range. I'm just blown away. I just uh, times have changed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I suppose you know, it goes on to a different, uh, an alternate topic that we I know that we're going to touch on in in terms of um, the market, mm. in terms of vehicles in Australia and the passion um, behind it. We all. Um, or some of us here, we all grew up with... Um... Don't look at Nathan when you talk like that, just because he's into his little turbo shit, uh, sorry, uh, turbo uh, performance vehicles. We, we we all grew up in the time where, you know, it's what version of uh, Falcon or Commodore mm. uh, or Toronto or Kingswood, for that matter, that you had, uh, or Chrysler, that you had in the driveway. So if someone turned up with a you know a new Calais or a Statesman, you were getting excited. That was like, oh, they're doing well. Now yeah. it's that's replaced. Says with... the bloke who's just bought a V8 Audi. I'm just very disappointed. As <laughs> you can talk it all, uh, talk it up all you like, but you've sold and, out. And I've just realised, but earlier you said my name and what suburb I live in, so now I'm going to have to move my car. <laughs> Back to young with you, mate. Cherry picking country. Anyway, look, you um, you're tuned into Muscle Car Radio. I'm Harry Christian. I'm here with Con Christian, my brother. I'm here with Jason Brownlee, good old mate of mine. And I'm here with Nathan Georges. And uh, we're going to come back, and after the break, we're going to talk to the Face Three Odyssey boys, and then we're going to talk to the guys who are organising the 18th GT Falcon Nationals. Welcome back to Muscle Car Radios. Harry Christian, I'm your host. Look, we've got some very special uh, guests on, uh, guys. We've got the Phase 3 Odyssey guys, a guy called Davey Frake. So Dave is as old as the GT scene. He's been around a long, long time. Davey's an authority when it comes to restorations, when it comes to parts, when it comes to looking after those beautiful old Grand Tourers. He and a fellow friend, uh, brother and uh, business partner of mine called uh, Leo Curry, so Leo and a guy called Mark Lamb, they're touring around Australia. They kicked off in Melbourne and they've gone up through the East Coast all the way up to Queensland, Northern Territory, cut across to Western Australia, down uh, south, and they're going to land at the 18th. Uh, GT Falcon Nationals, the 50th anniversary of the GDHO, uh, in, uh, Adelaide on the, uh, long weekend, or sorry, the Easter weekend. So the guys have been trekking around. So they've been doing all sorts of things. They've taken these cars, which are collectively boys, probably worth about two or three million dollars. You know, they're, they're each worth three or four, five, six hundred grand or more of. And they're just having a great old time and they are really living the dream. They've taken these cars, which we revere as the best muscle cars available in Australia today, and they've taken them bush, they've taken them through rivers, they've taken them through river crossings, they've caned the shit out of them, they've thrashed them, they've done all sorts of things. And a guy called Mark Collegia, who's also with them, he runs a company called Cleargate Pictures. He's putting together a documentary. So Mark is our man. He's with the guys. And I want to really welcome these guys Dave, Leo, Mark, how are you boys? All good? Well, well, thank you. Thanks for that. Excellent. No trouble at all. And, you know, on top of this um, odyssey that these guys are doing, they're raising money for charity. So we'll talk to that later. But, Leo, tell me, mate, what are you doing and why are you doing what you are doing? We're doing it because we can. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it a lot. So Leo told me a long time ago, it's it's about freedom, right? 100%. It's about freedom and it's about choice. 
and it's, um, uh, it's about phase three. And the phase threes, of course, and the cars and the connection. I mean, look, we've, we've driven for hours and hours and hours in these cars. No air conditioning and everything is with the vents. But, mate, it, you never get bored. You never get bored of seeing that thing on the hood, turning, uh, swishing around, and uh, we're having a good old time. So when you say that thing on the hood, what are you talking about specifically? Be more specific. The shaker. The shaker. That's the shaker. Jason, you know about the shaker? I do indeed. <laughs> I do indeed. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, it's the head of the engine that sticks out over the, the bonnet. Al- and the aluminium air cleaner. Correct. Yeah. So these guys have taken some, not, not replicas, Jace. They've taken genuine phase threes, what most car, most guys and collectors would put into uh, sheds mm. under um, silk you know, uh, covers and in cotton wool, and they've taken these out and they've taken them bush, they've taken whatever. So apart from the drive guys and the scenery and everything else you've done, tell us about the people you've met along the way because surely that must be of interest. Well, that's that's part of the trip. I mean, the whole idea is meeting the different people you, you've come across and uh, obviously travelling around Australia, you get to see all, all types. Um, yeah, uh, Funny characters and serious people and people that uh, come out of the woodwork. Um, people that are following us that aren't, aren't really even interested in cars. They're just following our trip. Um, yeah, we just come up to us in the street and, oh, yeah, I've been following you. And I said, oh, you got a GT or something? No, no, i just, just been following you. And you know, just even we went to a checkpoint there when we come into Western Australia and Guys, you know, say, I got any fruit, got this, you got that. He goes, Yeah, yeah, I knew you were coming, I'll be following you on this trip. I go, Oh, you got a, you got a jail, you got a fort? No, no, I've just been following you. There's people everywhere just following us. So I just. Yeah, they're not even interested in cars. Man, listen, no, it's serious. Jason here. It's, it does sound um, fantastic. It's something that I, I've certainly probably always wanted to do. Um, but where, where actually are you right now? Like, I know you just said you're in WA, but where are you in WA? We're in Derby. In Derby, okay. Derby. Right, North. So the aircon, the aircon missing would be uh, probably not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they've got, the, they got the vent windows going. Don't worry the aircon. <laughs> yeah, that's so, right. But, but going on what they said is that um, the lady that owns the place here, the uh, Boab Inn, she's put us up at night and we've been offered free fuel at the Shell Servo up the road. Yeah, good so, people. Wow. So people, people are fantastic. They've just been great. They opened their heart. Open their homes, open everything for us. And, and all the people that have opened their garages for us and showed us all their car collections, they're so appreciated. And the fact that we appreciate it, the fact that everybody else that gets to see the pictures appreciates it as well. And basically this is the trip to show people in outback areas or places out of the way that have these cars. Hmm. Uh, we're trying to show other people, not just us, we get there to see them firsthand, but we've, we've obviously got the Facebook page and we're pumped putting up as much stuff as we can with the limited time we do and the limited download speed or upload speed you get with places we go to. The internet's not real flash. Mm. Uh, so that everybody else can see the stuff that we see, you know what I mean? So this is what we're doing uh, it for as well. You know got it. Right? Absolutely. So uh, the place to check this out is the Phase 3 Odyssey, so PH. ASE three one 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 Odyssey. That's that's I I I or capital I I I. I. That's it for Facebook Odyssey. Yeah. So tell me, uh, that's the Facebook page. Um, yeah. So uh, and we uh, out of this, Mark uh, Mark Collegia, uh Cleargate Pictures. The idea is that we're going to get a documentary out of this, and we able to we'll be able to uh, pass it on to the people as they need to look at it. And tell me more about 
the charity work you're doing? Because apart from the fact that you guys are living the dream and you're doing what it is you're doing, and more importantly, you're raising money along the way for some very needy charities. And uh, I think our listeners would be uh, more than happy to hear about that because, uh, and I'll tell them where they can go to donate money as required. But tell us a little bit about that, um, Dave. Um, yeah, well, yeah, we're raising obviously money for three charities. There's uh, uh, the uh, men's mental health. So, in other words, about men with depression, like Beyond Blue, mm-hmm. yep. uh, and, and to say that in theory, like what we're doing is something that obviously not every man can do. But they can hop in something similar to what we have in regards to just go out and do stuff where they think they can't do it. You actually can do it, you know what I mean? So don't don't uh, sit in the dumps and feel like you can't do anything. Like you can get out and do something, you yep. know what I mean? Mm. So it's raising awareness that uh, for, for men in uh, particular that uh, enjoy your life and get out and do stuff, you know what I mean? Well, that's what I did with Dave. Dave was sitting in a bit of a mental... Uh, rut, and I said, Dave, come on, let's go for a drive. He goes, all right, that sounds like a plan, let's go. Is yeah. that right, Dave? Yeah. so now I'm not in a mental rut anymore. Oh, mate, I've been in a couple of mental ruts myself. Don't worry about that. We've all been in a rut or two. But that's great. Look, what you guys are doing and raising awareness and, and fair play to you, like uh, it's, um, it's, uh, it's a very noble cause. Apart from that, you're having a great old time and you're meeting some real characters along the way. So we followed the trek, and you guys have gone from Victoria up to New South Wales. You've caught up with all the characters in Sydney, and then you moved on to the Gosford and the Gold Coast and Queensland and up to the Northern Territory. You must have seen some real characters along the way. Any standouts, boys? Tell us about anybody who's really uh, made an impression on you. Oh, God. Um, you you um, meant God? <laughs> Where was he? Where was he, mate? Or she? Uh, Queensland, Northern Territory. Talk, talk to me because I, I really need to contact. Definitely being Queensland, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, we thought I thought I came close to seeing him a few times. But yeah, no. uh, it's been all good. It's been all good. Yeah. Apart from Mark, that's had a had a little close encounter with one of the uh, in, uh, Saw natives. That. Yeah. Was that a falcon or something? Uh, I, I, no, it, was a, it was a wedgie. 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 So he, and he managed to find himself a windscreen in Alice Springs of all places. Yes. WB windscreen. WB windscreens of Alice Springs. And yeah, that's another thing. All these people that we've met along the way that helped us out, you know, the, the, if you saw, you could see it on our Facebook page, they've just been so good with, with the tyres, with windscreens, with wheel alignments, services, services you know, simpy tyres and, and, um, uh, what's the uh, Prosser Pine? So sorry, man. When you said when you said WB, you didn't mean you've got a hold windscreen in a hoey. Is that what is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, one, 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 one of the biggest elements that we've we've beaten to is, is the weather. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Everyone was warning us, oh cyclone Trevor and cyclone this and cyclones everywhere and I say, Well, yeah, well, what, we did get beaten a little bit uh, because we couldn't get to uh, far northern Queensland where we wanted to go to Cooktown because the uh, river come up um, and we couldn't get across it. We couldn't even get to the barge to cross it because it already crossed the road before we could even get to it. So, yeah, we had to do a U-turn and come back there, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's, yeah well, we've got beaten there. We'll, go, we'll continue on. We'll maybe go back there another day and get as far as we can. Excellent. Yeah, you can only go as far as you can with the weather conditions that you have. But yeah, that's all good. We've done a U-turn. 
got a steering wheel and just put it in reverse, back up and go the other way. Do what you've got to do. Uh, so speaking of steering wheels and general maintenance, Dave, how's the old uh, yellow phase three of yours? Because I know Leo's driving his white thing and then Mark's got his uh, – Mark, is it Vermilion or is it a track red car? Just remind yeah, me. It's, it's a Vermilion car. Vermilion Mark. fire, beautiful car. So yeah. t- talk to me about your uh, beautiful yellow car. How's that going maintenance-wise? Has, has it been a sort of reliable thing? Have you had any issues along the way? Um, and, and, this, and this question has never been prompted by Leo at all. <laughs> okay. No, the car, the car was the car was singing like it just sings, you know. But I couldn't hear the song of the engine over the noise of the rear wheel bearing. So I, <laughs> I, better, I better change it uh, before I went any further, and then that way I could listen to the engine without the noise coming from the back seat. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, got that sorted. Got a, I put a couple of bearings in it Pretty up in cool. Queensland. So um. In Brisbane, yeah, the Gold Coast, whatever. Yeah, so uh, so that was good. Got that sorted. Everything else running fine until we got here. All right? And now, yep. all of a sudden, the starter motor decides to lock itself into the flywheel. So, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. But anyway, don't get me wrong. It's like 47,000 degrees under there at the moment. But, but it's cooled down a little bit by now. So hopefully it might disengage itself and uh, come good. We'll get over there and smack it with a hammer or a bit of a coconut or something we can find. <laughs> these are $800,000 car boys. I mean, these guys aren't kidding. They're smacking mechanical parts with hammers. <laughs> anyway. Whatever works. Whatever works it's, 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 but, it's part of the trip, boys, and it's part of the experience. So fair play to you. And I'm here to tell you that Australia, uh, and the car scene is in awe of what you're doing, and and and, uh, and really uh, fair play to you. We we really are watching you. We're uh, following each of your steps, and uh, the um, the charitable work that you're doing is is most noble. So we thank you very much for your time. A couple yep. of charities. I didn't mention. I mentioned yep. the men's mental health, but yep. there's also we're doing kids with cancer. Mm-hmm. Right? We're raising money for that as well, and as well as police legacy, mm-hmm. which we in, refers to police that. You know, take their own lives and mental, you know, mental health of them as well. Yeah, you know, they've seen mate? some trauma, haven't they, over the years? The boys. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, those three charities are what we're raising the money for. Mm. So, if you feel like you need to uh, that that's affected you in your life, hop onto the Face Reality page, or you can get through it as well with the GT Ford Performance page. There's a link on that. You can. Uh, it's easier to spell. And uh, go through to it, and there's a GoFundMe page set up mm-hmm. that you can click on and uh, go and donate. And the funny thing is, guys, we roll up everywhere and everyone's just coming up and giving money to Dave. Hey, hey, I've got, got 10 bucks while I'm sitting there talking to you. Some guys come up behind me. People have been generous bucks, and, and they're giving yeah. and they're just like unbelievable. The, the, the work and, and the way people feel about the cars, about mm. what we're doing. And they just come up from everywhere. That's brilliant. We'll advertise on our site as well as, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, others uh, how people can donate. Uh, is yep. there a particular page? I mean, look, they go to they go to Facebook and they look up what Phase Three Odyssey is. That the best or, way or, to do it, boys? G- What's the best way to go? It or GT Ford Performance if they can spell GT, GT Ford Performance. Ford, the link is on there to Phase Three Odyssey. That's it. I could. But phase three is P H A S C and I I I. It gets a little bit, you know, dodgy. Right. They're trying to say everything or with capital L's or three I's or whatever yep. it is. We'll play some of this one. Yeah, and there'll be links there, and yeah, you'll, you'll find it. I mean, it's on muscle car sales too. So and, you go there and, and they can get up there. Yeah. Well. And and uh, I'll I'll be really really looking forward to seeing uh, the donation 
from uh, you, Harry, there. Because, <laughs> <Yeah>. Hello. <laughs> uh, it's a very bad line. Hello. Shh, you're breaking up. Hello. Yeah. No, of course Hello. we will, mate. We all will. We all will. We're all going to donate and do the right thing for sure. So, boys, apart from all that, you guys are going to culminate in where? Where are you going to end up and what is the date? Are we talking about well, the GD Nationals? Uh, South Australian Adelaide Falcon GD Nationals, which basically starts on the 19th of uh, April, which is a uh, 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 check-in day, so to speak. Mm-hmm. The show starts on the weekend, obviously Easter long weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, yeah, and that's where it's all happening. So you'd be there or be square. There's going to be a lot of cars. And the cars won't be washed. I mean, Dave's talking about washing half. I'm washing half of it. I'm going to let half of it. But down the middle, not not left and uh, the back half and front half. Like that'll be a, a before and after, Dave. But, that, but that's but that's that's Dave's way of distorting his mental state. <laughs> boys, an absolute pleasure. It's called the Face Three Odyssey. You can catch the boys on Facebook. Uh, we will uh, advertise on Muscle Car Radio their sites where you can donate. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. We've had Dave Frake, who runs GT Ford Performance down in Melbourne. Uh, these guys have been around since GTs have been around, and uh, you can get all the bits and pieces and uh, restoration work, so give them a buzz if you need any uh, bits and bobs. We've got Leo Curry, who's uh, one of the most uh, prolific collectors of these GTs, GDHOs, and has been uh, on the scene for many, many years. We've got Mark Lamb, who is another stalwart. All Victorians, I don't know why... These Victor- Why is it these Victorians? What is it, the weather down there? No, they're just indoors? What is because they're made there, mate. The oh, because they're, they're made, made there. Ah, <laughs> what are you talking about? Geelong Close and Broadmeadows. Geelong and Broadmeadows. Yeah, okay. Listen, that's enough out of you. Harry, yes. Harry, I'll tell you why the, the weather. Do you know what the weather's like there at the moment? It's like minus five, mate. Don't worry. Don't worry. You're out of On another note, Harry, when are you going to join the Odyssey? Do you know what? I'm too busy making radio programs promoting you to you guys. I can't get over there. But look, if I get a chance, I certainly will. I'd love to get across. Um, but either way, we're going to catch up in um, in South Australia and Adelaide at the Nationals. So it's been a real pleasure. Thank you, uh, Leo, and thank you, Dave. You guys have been great. And thank you, Mark. And give uh, give Mark Kaleja a big uh, g'day uh, from Cleargate Pictures. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, just hang out for this documentary that came, that, that's about to hit the streets. It's called The Phase 3 Odyssey, 15,000 kilometres around Australia, raising money and living the dream. So thank you guys and have a great trip. Stay safe. So Connie, mate, Sandman Ute. Apparently you've got one of these now. So I must say, Jace, I've seen the Ute that Con's bought. Have, have you seen it, the white one? No, I haven't. I mean, it's a clamour of a car and he's bought it off a guy called Nick who runs a place called Neo's grill in Earlwood. So Nick, if you're listening out there, I want a free feed, mate, because I've just mentioned you. <laughs> so next time I come down there, I've got to get some free chickens, mate. And if I don't, you're never getting a mention again. Anyway, that said, Nick was good enough to sell this particular ute, which was a bit of a runaround uh, to Connie. Tell us about the ute, mate. It's just a lot of fun, right? It is, it is. And my my boys, I've got two boys. I've got a, um, a 13-year-old and a 10-year-old who are absolute uh, car nuts. And um, Harry and I used to drag race a, a Capri uh, back in the day, and uh, well, only a few years ago. So I sold it. We sold that about two years ago, and that was a, a super sedan. Had a I don't know if you remember it, Jason. Had a, mm-hmm. a, a three ninety three uh, engine in it. It weighed a thousand kilos, and it was about seven hundred and fifty horsepower. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun to to drive. So 
We ended up selling it because we weren't using it that often. And um, and I, I was getting itchy feet and I thought, well, what do we do? So I saw this Sandman ute that, that Nick had and uh, it had a, you know, I, I heard it one day and it had a, a quite a warm little um, uh, engine in it. And I... Um, what was the engine, Connie? It was like a- so it's a it's a three fifty. It's a three fifty Chev aluminium headed. Um, you know the, the usual. You know, uh, big four barrel carby. It's mm. got a turbo four hundred gearbox, uh, nine inch uh, diff with you know proper. Uh, just on that, isn't it funny how all the Holdens end up with nine inch four diffs just to make them reliable? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Mm. But the, I was the- going to say something, but I won't. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, just the you know, it's on the original GDS rims with with the little. Cheese, what, what are they mm. called? Cheese cutter cheese tires. Yep, yep, yep. And the thing is just a burnout machine. So it's a three speed turbo 400 and it just lights them up all three gears. The police so. aren't listening. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Only on uh, private roads. Road. <laughs> yeah. In my driveway. No, yeah. <laughs> so the boys, every time I put the boys in it, it's it's got a bench seat and, and they're going, yeah, burnouts, dad, burnouts, burnouts. So I've got to, uh, got to. Comply and <laughs> it's a lot of fun. That thing, <laughs> so it cranks. is fun, yeah. yeah. And you know what? There's nothing. There's nothing like doing something with your young bloke. I'm in the process at the moment of going through a bit of a restoration project with my bloke, who's 21 and decided he's going to finally get his driver's license after being uh, able to do it for three or four years, but just being too much of a bludger to do it because he's been doing other things. So you know, it's a great thing. So when I see con young bloke Charlie and Pete. Uh, mate, their faces light up. They just mm. love it. They get into this thing, and oh. so your boys are right into it. Yeah, right, Ewan has is following in my footsteps. Uh, he's he's uh, turning eleven this year, uh, so he's a bit younger. But uh, I did see a car um, which really caught my eye when I was just up the coast just recently at Catherine Hill Beach, and it was a nineteen seventy four, I think, mm. XBGS Ute. Oh, nice. With that yeah. cream yeah. colour, yeah. and it was absolutely immaculate. Nothing out of control. It was just standard. And I just went, that's so good. It looks so good, and yeah. it sounded good, and it's been looked after, and it's probably, it's not that much. It's probably about oh, 30 well, grand to 40 grand. We're at that yeah. stage so, of our lives, boys, you know, where our kids are starting to come on, and it's great because you're doing the father-son thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jase, you know what I saw today, mate? What? This is going to bring you back. <laughs> Mitsubishi Starion Turbo. I, I, so I had the Commodore wagon. You know how I've done the religious experience and gone back to a Holden yep. Commodore wagon because I've just had enough of this carry-on. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting the uh, air conditioning regassed, as you do, in a <laughs> Commodore wagon. Yep. And at the front of this air conditioning place was a Turbo Starion. Do you remember those things? I do. I do indeed. And I, I just so the listeners understand what the, the historics behind this, my first vehicle was a 1983 Mitsubishi Scorpion. Uh, so I do have a bit of a soft spot for... Uh, Jeez. <laughs> Scorpion. Connie, a Scorpion. Astron. Yeah. Astron, Astron 2.6. 2. Big block. <laughs> yep. 115 in second gear. <laughs> down, uh, down the back streets are young. <laughs> that's right. Down the back streets are young. Hopefully mum's not listening. And um, Mrs. Brownlee, this is your son, Jason. Those cars were actually, the Starions, were actually ahead, way ahead of their time. That's when Mitsubishi was... Bit ahead of the curve, um, and then they had the uh, the, the same time, or just after they had the Cordias, Mitsubishi Cordias, yep. which I'm sure that New South Wales Highway Patrol regretted um, 
putting into the into Well, no, the they, fleet. They, they, didn't they include them in the fleet? They yes. took them on and the fleet. That was around about time, the same time as the five-litre VK Commodores and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But they had this turbo lag thing happening. Do you remember Correct. the turbo lag before they actually sorted out the turbo cars? Correct, and they ended up um, wrapping a few of them around trees so, mm. from, from memory. And and also, remember, they also had the, the VL turbo. Yes. Uh, Highway Patrol car. So, of course, we... Big dollars yep, now. Yep. Big dollars now. High-speed high chase. They pull someone over. Mm-hmm. And then they turn the engine off, and back then the engine would just cook itself. So it turned in, <laughs> they weren't going anywhere. Thanks for coming. <laughs> right. right. So next up we have Hugh Westphalen. So Hugh is the organizer of the 18th GT Nationals that are going to be hosted over this uh, Easter weekend in Adelaide. So we've just heard from the Phase Three. Odyssey guys, and they've gone you know, around Australia trek and they're going to end up in Adelaide. Hugh is the guy that's putting together the GT Nationals, the 18th, and also the 50th anniversary of the GDHO Falcon. So 1969, first GDHO Falcon, phase one, Connie, uh, yeah. Windsor. Four yeah, speed top Christian, loader. Christian Gold. XW, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> XW. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Hugh is responsible for all things GT Nationals in Adelaide. Hugh, I uh, hope you're well. Tell us a little bit about what it is you're doing, mate, because we're really excited and we're sort of weeks away. Okay. Um, well, I guess it's been a very long process. We started work on this probably about two and a half to three years ago, knowing that it was our turn this year in uh, 2019. Um taken a long time to put together. We've uh, sort of taken a bit of a leaf from what happened in WA at the last Nationals by way of having an indoor event. That was so popular that we decided we would um, follow suit and have an indoor event here. And uh, we've chosen the best possible venue we could get in Adelaide, which is the uh, Adelaide Showgrounds, where all the major car shows are held here in Adelaide. And uh, we had the delegates over here uh, 12 months ago as a preview for the event. They were simply blown away by the uh, facility which we're going to put on. So we can we can fit uh, around about close to 300 cars in the, in the area that we've got. And uh, we're going to be up around the 270 mark, which is just a little short of our target, but it's going to be a tight squeeze anyway. So, yeah, we're really looking forward to a big roll-up. Yeah, sorry, man. It's, uh, it's Jason here. Just, just a quick question when you, uh, for, for the listeners. So when you say uh, GT, uh, is that just uh, GTHO or does that extend like all the way through to EBs and, and et cetera? Yes, it does. It, it's all GTs. Uh, GTHOs are the, the crowd favourite, I guess, mm-hmm. and, and anybody that's got a GT aspires to own one one day. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, all, it's all GTs from the first 67 XR GT right through to the latest GTF, which was released uh, yep. in 2014. So every yep. GT ever made, entirely welcome. Excellent. So um, so, so XR, we've got XT, and then we go XW, XY, and right up to the modern-day GTs. But, you know, the real holy grail has always been the GDHO, uh, Hugh. That's always been the sort of, you know, the high-performance, high-output, whatever you want to call it, high, you know, handling option or whatever it was called. The GDHO 
the Phase 1 was a Windsor-powered vehicle. Then they went to a one and a half, which was a Cleveland thing, a hydraulic thing. Then they went to the Phase 2, which most people consider the toughest of cars. You know, it, it was just raw Cleveland solid power engine. And they went to the to the Phase 3, which was the pinnacle of. And we've just been talking to the guys on the Phase 3 Odyssey. They've taken their Phase 3s and they're driving them in Australia. So 50th anniversary, what does that mean to the local scene? Because there is no more revered... Um, muscle car in Australia than the GDHO. Uh, what sort of a, a turnout are you expecting, Hugh? Um, well, I can let you know that we've got a record number of HOs entered into our event. We've got 31 HOs entered for our event, including the, the three that you've just been talking about going around Australia, uh, Leo and Frankie and uh, Mark Lamb's with them as well. Um, those guys will be here in Adelaide and we hope their cars will be presented in the condition that they finished their their um, big venture in no very bugged and road stained and everything like that because <laughs> yeah, that that will be a real attraction yeah but um yeah we've got uh, a mixture of phase ones one and a half twos three lots of threes so yeah 31 hos in total and as far as i know that's just about a record for a nationals wow hugh uh, it's con here Hugh, uh, I know I know. there's a, a lot of criteria with, with regards to judging these cars as well. Um, you know, I, I, I've had quite a few GTs and HO and, and all sorts of cars, um, and I've, I've often entered them into, into the GT Nationals and, and other events and so forth. Can you go through some of the criteria or what some of your judges look for in, you know, the ultimate cars, what... what you know what what they look out for. What are some of the the, the, the good things? What are some of the bad things? Or um, let us know what what some of the criteria are. I guess the main thing they're looking for is originality. Um, some cars get restored, uh, beautiful, back to the day like they were when they left the factory. Probably better, but some cars do get over restored, if you know what I mean. Um, and they're they're just sort of. Uh, uh, chocolate box cars and i think the judges really look for something that's more original than than over restored um originality counts really big time for sure mm. excellent look i we've been part and parcel of that in every nationals it seems that the standard is um getting better and better hugh uh and the I, you know, we, we've we been involved in the scene, uh, Con, my brother and I, for some years, and it seems the over-restored cars were the flavour of the month once upon a time, and then people went back to the, you know, get as close to factory as possible, so don't over-restore them, just make them look as though the factory, because people don't realise, back in the day, um, it was a couple of guys on a Friday that were pushing these things out of the factory, and there wasn't too much method to the madness, because whilst we review these cars now because they have a track record... Back in the day when they were produced, they were just run-of-the-mill, high-performance cars. So all of a sudden, everybody's gone, you know what? Let's not over-restore them. Let's get them as close to factory mm. as possible. Right, Connie? Yeah, so absolutely. Everyone yeah. was mad at one stage. They wanted them shiny yeah. and bright and paint yeah. everywhere and chrome, yeah. this, that, and the other. But really, when they left the factory, they never looked like that. So people tended to over-restore them. So these days, I'm talking to some of the judges, and they're saying, you know what? We want as close to factory as possible. And in mm. fact, some of the most revered cars are those that have been maintained as original cars that have not been, uh, you know, corrupted or damaged along the way. Um, uh, w- w- what is it that you? What is it that you look for specifically, Yahoo? 
Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, I guess the bottom line is they're only original once. Once you once you once you break through that barrier and start playing with it, and you know sort of tidying up stuff that was never like that when they left the factory, it's lost its originality, and therefore you're going down a path where the only way you can sort of uh, do well is to go the whole resto. But uh, it's it's original and originality that really counts for sure. Yeah, but it's 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 funny, Hugh, because I've seen you know I've restored quite a few of uh, you know GTS and HOs and and things and yeah. um, you know I, I remember you know doing things like like you know replicating the overspray underneath the cars and you know on, yes on, that's true yeah. <laughs> getting getting the right orange peel in the paint and you know doing yeah. doing all sorts of things and you know I remember people you know paying up to thousands and thousands in the tens of thousands of dollars for original door trims rather than reproduction door trims or you know steering wheels and so it's a yeah it's 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 amazing amazing what uh what lengths people go to to you know try and keep them as uh as um honest as as they were when they came out yep that's quite right yep yep that's that's the way that's the way to go yeah uh hugh sorry jason again i i i do know a little bit about cars, but I was um, interested to. You, Audi V8s don't count, mate. We're talking GDH <laughs> Falcons here. Leave, what are you going with this? Leave shit? the Audi out of it. Um, I, I, I was interested. Did you mention before there was a phase 1.5? Yeah, one and a half. Yeah. yeah, look, so Hugh can talk more to it because he's been around them longer than I have. And, and so when they went, when, when the XW range went from the Windsor powered. Phase one, oh, they right. went to a phase two, which was the Cleveland powered engine. But in between the solid phase two and the Windsor phase one, there was a, an in between version called the one and a half, which was a hydraulic powered Cleveland engine. They okay. only made a handful that's of correct. those. They're yeah, that's correct. Right. Yeah. Talk to that, Hugh. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, they are very, very rare. Yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure just whether they ran out of uh, Windsor engines or, or whether it was just part of the transition to the Cleveland. But you're right, there was the, the hydraulic Cleveland that called the one and a half, which came in, but that was only, well, I'm not sure how many were made, but not very many. Yeah. But then, then they bought out the phase two, which was the real deal. And as you guys said, that's that's one of the toughest cars they ever made. It was a real cranky one, that one. Bar, yeah. bar, bar, the, bar the proper HO, the XA. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an XA yeah. man. Yeah, I'm no, an XA no, man. No, that, was a, that, that, was like, that was like a dragon, mate. That was a bit of a pipe dream. But for me, yeah, like right. Hugh, yeah. it, when I personally, the Phase 2 for mine, um, raw, no rev limiter, uh, the big heads, the Cleveland solid-powered engine, the Phase 2 was just such a great car. Solid badges, just tough, tough, tough. Yeah, Phase 3, I get it. They they were revered. Yep. They won all the races. They had the shaker, etc. But the phase two for mine was just the most. Anyway, look for whatever it was. I think um, how many cars are you expecting at the nationals here? Uh, we're expecting around two sixty on show. Uh, we've got over two seventy entered, but uh, there are some people that enter into the show and never never bring along a car. Yeah. And we're expecting yep. a few of those, but we'll have around two hundred and sixty cars on show. Um, Majority of those are GTs. Well, we'll have an associate class. There's a few people that uh, bring along associate-type vehicles. They've got to be Ford, of course, but, mm. you know, like there's, there's the occasional Mustang, um, there's XR8 Sprint, mm. things like that. Um, we've also got a couple of special cars coming along for the event. Um, Larry Ormsby's old big O drag car. You probably guys will probably remember that one. Very familiar yeah, with that. that. Sits in the stable yeah, there down there in Victoria. In fact, Leo Curry, who we were just talking to, owns that car and uh, and and has preserved that. A very special vehicle. 
Very, very true. And actually, he's uh, he's consented to have the thing over here for our, for our nationals. So Larry and his car will both be here for that. Um, we've also got um, the one of the original London to Sydney marathon cars that came out in 1968, the XTGT, wow. KAG003. Oh, well. As far as I as far as I know, it's the only surviving original GT from the London to Sydney Marathon. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, this car has been in hibernation for many, many years. It's never been seen for a long time. Wow. But uh, one of our club members knows the guy very well, and we've been able to talk him into bringing the car along to our nationals. So that Excellent. will be there. That will be a real standout, that one. Excellent, Hugh. Um, look, I'm I'm convincing. I'm trying to convince Leo to support some, uh, you know, a, a London to sort of uh, Australian marathon with the XTs, and and we can sort of you know reenact that. But anyway, look, whatever the case may be, it sounds as though you've got just some, uh, you know, the standard every time the nationals get together just keeps getting better and better. Uh, I really yeah. want to thank you for your time. I want to get all the punters down there over the Easter weekend to Adelaide Showgrounds uh, mm. to uh, the GT Nationals. We're available uh, to view all the bits and pieces and the sponsors and whoever is involved yep. uh, on the Facebook page. <clears throat> Hugh, thanks very much for your time. Just in parting, I'd, I'd like to mention that we've also got Fred Gibson and his wife Christine as our special guests for the weekend. Wow. Uh, Fred will be at the uh, concourse on Saturday and mm-hmm. he'll be meeting people and signing um, merchandise or memorabilia, whatever they like. And um, we've got a hill climb lined up for Sunday and Fred will be doing exhibition runs in that down in the Southern Vales winery area. Is he bringing and, the GTO? Uh, <laughs> so, Fred, do you know who Fred is? No, uh, I do, I do. Yeah, one of the one of the legends of the the GT race days back in the seventies. Yeah, double zero yeah, racing, yeah, double right. zero race. That's yeah, it. The yeah, green eyed monster. It. You got it. The green eyed monster. Yep, wonderful. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Fred. He was a works HO driver. He was uh, yeah famous for his day. And um, yeah, obviously, we'll be doing an interview with him at the uh, presentation dinner on Sunday night. So, really looking forward to that. Sensational, Hugh. As always, you've been um, a wealth of knowledge and uh, a great supporter of uh, all things GT and GDHOs. We're really looking forward to the weekend. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, you've been listening to Muscle Car Radios. I'm Harry Christian. I'm here with F1, 2, and 3, and young Nathan. And we'll be back after the break. Welcome back, Muscle Car Radios. What a great show. We've had a great old time. Well, boys, what do you reckon? I reckon it's been an absolute cracker, Rach. <laughs> I really do. Um, but as I was saying before, uh, even though I am a Ford man, I, you know, we've had a Ford show to a certain extent, that uh, we, next week or next show, we need to uh, maybe swing it around to the Holden boys. Do you know Len Panisi? I don't. So no. Len used to run HCT. So he oh. bought it off the... Uh, basically Brocky and then it went another hand and whatever. So he was HCT for some 20 years. So we're going to get Len on. He's going to talk yeah. HCT. He's going to talk Brockies. Um, Nathan? What, what about Japanese muscle cars? What's going on with this yeah, Ford Holden? Who is this bloke? Who is this bloke, Connie? We did. Talking. We mentioned it before, mate. Scorpion. Scorpion. We talked. <laughs> Astarian Turbo, mate. Where you going, mate? Yeah. Now, we'll, 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 plenty of time. We'll get into that and you're our man. I was uh, j- just just on that, uh, Nathan. I, I was at uh, Jamboree at, at Eastern Creek raceway dragway on the weekend watching uh watching a hell of a lot of really powerful um rotaries and little little turbos running and you know they're they're, they're into the six second brackets rotaries. now you're, Ro- you're out oh. <laughs> he's gone he's full of shit what is going on Jason? did you let him in here no. is he related to you no <laughs> but quite relevant speaking of rotaries I actually went to see a uh, rx7 spirit r type a over the weekend 
They are currently mm. approaching 80 grand plus. Wow. And uh, just recently, one sold wow. for over 120 grand with just over 5,000 Ks on it. Mm. So, you know, you look at the the yeah. GTHOs, uh, 300 made, etc. These cars are going to be uh, classics, uh, classics soon as well. If they're not classics already, Absolutely. and then the price is just going to go up. You know what, Nath? You have just uh, prompted me to think we're going to have, we're going to dedicate a show to future classics, what they are, where they're coming from, and what are their values going to be. So stay tuned. So, uh, folks, thank you very much for tuning in to the first episode for 2019 of Muscle Car Radio. We've had a great old time. I want to thank Nathan Georges. Thank you, Nathan. I want to thank uh, Jason Brownlee, F3. Three. And I want to thank my brother, Con Christian. Thank you, Connie, F2. F2. Uh, two. Yeah, and I'm F1. <laughs> and more importantly, I want to f- f- thank our very special guests, the Face We Odyssey, Dave Freaky, uh, Leo Curry, Mark Lamb, and of course, Mark Kalija. And then, of course, Hugh Westfallen, who uh, was talking to us all about the 18th uh, GT Nationals. Get down there, Easter long weekend in Adelaide Showgrounds. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. We're going to be bringing you shows ongoing from here on in. You've been listening to Muscle Car Radio. We will catch you on The Roundabout. <laughs>